Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Matter. 958. Traffic and weather on the 8th to Carlos Ramirez in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you so very much. And I want to say thank you to all the listeners who have given us fantastic information tonight. The latest one letting us know about the BW Parkway northbound. Now, if you're making your way onto the BW Parkway from 295, that ramp is partially blocked. Most of the right side of that ramp is very much crowded. Sounds like, according to the listener, you have to stay in the far left lane or far left shoulder even to continue onto the BW Parkway northbound. Be extra cautious there as uh, authority or uh, first responders come through. Defense Highway completely shut down right by Huntwood Drive. That's for some high standing water flooding out through there, basically between Pebble Brook Court and Huntwood Drive. All lanes are shut down for that high standing water. So far, interloop of the Beltway, while a couple lanes have reopened near Pennsylvania Avenue, two left lanes are getting by, but delays still well back towards Central Avenue. TOP Traffic Center presented by Window Nation. Pay no interest for five years on your new windows. Visit windownation.com. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. 2-7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Fog and rain, rain and fog. The bulk of this moderate rain will start to ease, not necessarily coming to an end. There'll still be some isolated showers overnight and can't rule out a stray shower tomorrow. But temperatures, not bad at all, into the mid-40s tonight and just shy of 60 degrees Thursday afternoon. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 53 in DuPont Circle, 52 in Germantown, 53 degrees in Annandale. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Jenny Glick. Coming up, a data breach in October. Some local people affected didn't find out until just now. Some of your neighbors relying on help to afford food may not be getting additional benefits in the new year. The new year brings a new minimum wage in Maryland. I'm Nick Ainelli. New tonight, it looks like Dan Snyder-era trouble with the Washington Commanders is not quite over. It's 10 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. In Mexico City, U.S. officials, including Secretary of State Antony Blinken, have met with Mexico's president behind closed doors to discuss the thousands of migrants heading to the U.S.-Mexico border. CBS's Camilo Montoya-Galvez. This has escalated in its humanitarian implications. Just this past week, daily Border Patrol apprehension surpassed 10,000 on multiple days, overwhelming small communities like Eagle Pass, Texas. Resources have been strained and obviously Receiving cities like New York City and Chicago have also struggled to house tens of thousands of migrants in need of shelter. The holiday travel rush is on again, and weather could hamper travel for some, with rain expected in central and northern California, snowfall in portions of the Midwest, and more rain in the soaked northeast. CBS's Tom Hansen in New York. AAA estimates more than 115 million people will be traveling between Christmas and New Year's, with airports anticipating 7.5 million passengers, surpassing the record in 2019. That's just holiday travel. I've done it before. We'll do it again. And uh, we'll probably take Christmas off from travel next year. Even with holiday spirits high, many travelers face the frustration of large crowds, canceled flights, and lost luggage. Filling up your tank in the new year might cost a little bit more. Oil analyst Tom Closa on what to expect. Prices will start the year uh, close to about $3. They may go up to three fifty or three seventy five in sort of the second and third quarter belly of the market. And then they may drop toward the end of the year. 
The mad dash to purchase presents has turned into a returning frenzy. CBS Minneapolis's Jonah Kaplan reports on return policies. Take American Eagle. There is no time limit for returns. Just bring a receipt. At IKEA, customers have a year to bring back the item, but the product has to be new and unopened. At Kohl's, most returns get a six-month window, except for premium electronics, watches, and Sephora beauty products. Their return windows close for the holidays on January 31st. Tom Smothers, half of the Smothers Brothers, has died after battling cancer. He was 86. The Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour debuted on CBS in the fall of 1967. Just be quiet one minute. Mom liked you best! You lower your voice. Mom liked you best. The show included satirical sketches lampooning the establishment and railing against the Vietnam War, and CBS abruptly canceled the show in 1970. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the U.S. will provide up to $250 million in arms and equipment to Ukraine. It's the last remaining package of weapons available for Ukraine under existing authorization. This is CBS News. You don't need a job platform, you need a hiring partner. Indeed lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. 10.03 on WTOP, Wednesday evening, December 27th, 2023. Rain east of the Beltway and Alexandria with 54 degrees. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. We've got an update on that big data breach back in October that may have leaked 400,000 D.C. voters' personal info, including Social Security numbers. The breach, as we mentioned, happened two months ago, and as we've reported here at WTOP, but many residents possibly impacted weren't emailed until recently. Here we are in late December, of course. The Board of Elections says DataNet Systems, the company that hosted the breached website server, took a long time to investigate what happened and then informed people whose data may have been exposed and what they can do to protect themselves. A new statement by the D.C. Board of Elections says it's aware Datanet's outreach may not appear to be timely. But there were many layers, it says, of review and investigation. Some involved government, other non-government entities. The communication was issued once Datanet completed its review. The timing was theirs alone. The Board of Elections adds it knows many email notifications ended up in spam folders causing more confusion. Let's stay in D.C. According to a law D.C. Council approved this year, city residents who get food assistance from SNAP, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, are supposed to get a boost in benefits starting in January. But that enhanced aid is not going to happen, we're told, because of a decision by Mayor Bowser's administration. It cites budgetary and staffing constraints. DCist is reporting the council and food security advocates firmly disagree with the Bowser administration, pointing to excess revenue. The office of D.C.'s attorney general says the mayor cannot do this. The office of Brian Schwab argues the mayor must follow the law to boost benefits starting in January. Various advocacy groups say that residents are not given enough money to eat. The average monthly cost for groceries in D.C. is more than $400 a person, but the average monthly monthly SNAP benefit is more like $142 per person. Moving across the line to Maryland, tens of thousands across the state will be making more money in the new year. The state's minimum wage just about to go up. Starting Monday, the first day of 2024, Maryland's minimum wage will go up from $13.25 an hour to $15. Governor Wes Moore says it'll increase wages for about 163,000 employees across the state. Gina Schaefer, founder of a few cool hardware stores, which has locations in Baltimore, Silver Spring, and Tacoma Park, says businesses have had some time to get ready. There's very little that business owners can predict 
going into the new year. And it's nice to know when the wage raises are coming because we can plan for them or budget for them. Many businesses in Montgomery County have already been paying employees at least $15 an hour. A county law that went into effect earlier this year required mid-sized businesses to pay a $15 minimum wage, while larger companies had their minimum wage rise to $16.70 per hour. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. The minimum wage is currently $17 an hour in D.C. In Virginia, it's 12 bucks an hour. New tonight, a longtime former minority partner of former Commander's owner Dan Snyder has filed suit against Bank of America tonight. The accusation is the bank conspired with the NFL and Snyder to force his three minority partners to sell their stake in the team back to Snyder for an amount far less than the record $6.05 billion that Snyder got for the team over the summer. ESPN reports Robert Rothman, the Tampa, Florida billionaire, who is chairman and CEO of Black Diamond Capital, accuses Bank of America, along with Snyder and NFL leaders, who are not named as defendants in the lawsuit. He says they conspired to force him and two fellow minority partners to sell their 40% stake to Snyder for $875 million. That was in April of 2021. That sale price reflected a team valuation of less than $3 billion. We are waiting for comment tonight and this week from other parties involved here. They are the ones that are running into burning buildings every day to help others. But for firefighters, it's not the injuries that happen during a fire battle that often end up taking their lives. Occupational cancer is killing more firefighters than actually going into structure fires. Steve Wiseman is the director of the Virginia Firefighter Cancer Support Network. He knows how frightening a cancer diagnosis can be. He's a prostate cancer survivor. It's scary. Last year, more than two-thirds of the firefighters who were added to the National Memorial died of cancer. He says several of those firefighters were from northern Virginia, and thyroid cancer is the number one cancer facing firefighters in the state. The average age is 57 years old. Well, very young. January will be a month of awareness, and for this, the hope is to make sure fire departments are doing all they can to reduce the risks and that the community and financial supports are there to help first responders who are diagnosed. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Still to come tonight on WTOP, the full forecast as we count down to the new year. And Apple can sell its smartwatches after all, at least for a while longer. Stay with us at 10.08. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks on WTOP. Carlos Ramirez in the traffic center. Thanks so much, Dimitri. And even though on some areas we're not really seeing a lot of rain, uh, some effects are still being seen. For example, if you're headed along 450, Defense Highway, flooding has all lanes completely shut down between Pebble Brook Court and Huntwood Drive. Follow police direction through that area. There should be a detour in place. I know there are a few uh, neighborhoods down in that area, so if you do live uh, through that closure, be sure to uh, communicate with those first responders that are watching that closure. They'll get you where you need to go. Interloop of the Beltway. The accident scene happened down near Pennsylvania Avenue. All lanes were completely shut down for a while. As of now, two lanes on the left-hand side are getting by with delays back towards Ritchie Marlboro Road. Looks like things are improving. That's definitely good news. It was involving a jackknife tractor trailer that ended up in a wooded area and another uh, vehicle as well. Northbound DC 295, that ramp that takes you onto the BW Parkway, partially blocked right now with an accident scene. Listener did say that a shoulder was squeezing by and uh, folks that were trying to get onto northbound BW Parkway from 50 eastbound are kind of have to kind of have to give way to the folks coming on from 295. So please be careful and cautious with one another. Be respectful and respect the zipper. 50 on the westbound side, soon after Collington Road, they're looking for an accident scene as well. Unclear how many lanes might be affected there. Go electric, the Fitzway, looking for an electric car. 
Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or the Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives are available. Go electric. Fitzmall.com. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Next to Veronica Johnson, 7 News First Alert, Chief Meteorologist. Still some showers out there. Those showers are going to be easing. And then, for the most part, coming to an end by around 9 to 10 p.m., temperatures will fall off into the mid-40s to around 50 degrees. And there could be still some patchy fog during the overnight. For Thursday afternoon, big improvements. Mostly cloudy to partly sunny sky. So, peaks of sunshine and pretty mild just shy of 60 degrees. Now, Friday morning, we'll watch for fog that may last through the morning hours. Otherwise, a cooler day around 50 degrees with some more scattered but light showers throughout the area. And we're dry for the upcoming weekend, Saturday, Sunday, first day of 2024. 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Areas now without rain or with just very little rain include Montgomery County, D.C. and Fairfax County. You have to be east of the Beltway, well east in some cases, including the central and eastern parts of Anne Arundel County, southern Maryland, including Charles and Calvert counties. That's the area where you're still driving through some rain. And certainly if you're driving northeast of Baltimore up toward Wilmington, a lot of rain in that region still. Alexandria, 54. Penn Quarter, 54. Columbia, 52 degrees. We're down to the 40s late tonight. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money News, 10 and 40 past the hour. And Larry Kofsky. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Apple can sell its smartwatches again, at least until January 10th. It has won a court ruling pausing a government order which bans sales of its watches in the U.S. It all stems from a patent dispute with medical device maker Massimo. Wall Street is showing signs of fatigue in the final days of 2023. Stocks closed narrowly higher. Dow Industrials rose 111. The S&P added 7. The Nasdaq gained 25. A Harvard study says social media companies took in over $11 billion in ad revenue from miners last year. Researchers say their findings show government regulation is needed since the companies have failed to regulate themselves. Tesla is on the verge of losing its title as the world's most popular maker of electric vehicles. China's BYD, which calls itself the biggest car brand you've never heard of, is expected to take the EV sales crown this quarter. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Most Asia-Pacific markets are higher, such as Hong Kong up 1.5%. South Korea's Kospi is up 1%. Tokyo stocks are down half a percent at this hour. Coming up on WTOP, even on this holiday week, Special Prosecutor Jack Smith is trying to get Donald Trump's D.C. trial back on track. We're going in-depth with National Journal, so stay with us here on WTOP. The following is a paid commercial message. This is Bishop Michael Burbage of the Catholic Diocese of Arlington. We have every reason to rejoice as good news of great joy is proclaimed at Christmas. For unto us a Savior is born, who is Christ and Lord. In a world experiencing so much unrest, a Savior is born who announces peace, brings glad tidings, comforts his people, and unites us as God's holy family. He knows us and loves us and is the source of our courage, strength, and consolation, especially amid our burdens and trials. And for all these gifts, the Lord asks so little in return. He simply wants us to be faithful, to trust him, to be reconciled with him and one another, and to continue our acts of goodness and charity so prevalent at this time of year. May the peace of our Lord and Savior 
be yours at Christmas and always. Coming up here, we've got another Powerball drawing in the next hour. And do you ever wonder what happens to the Rockefeller Center giant Christmas tree once the holidays are over? Stories ahead on WTOP. Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy, free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. Consumer Cellular. When Freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Washington's top news. WTOP. Facts matter. 1014. I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thanks a lot for being here. Campaign 2024 on WTOP, even over the holidays, there are legal moves involving former President Donald Trump. Special counsel Jack Smith is requesting the judge overseeing Trump's election subversion case bar the former president from raising what Smith describes as irrelevant claims that President Biden ordered for him to be prosecuted, for example, or that other actors are to blame for the Capitol riot. In the filing, Smith accuses Trump of engaging in what he calls a fact-free public disinformation campaign to discredit his indictment that he says must be excluded from tainting his criminal trial, which is expected to slide from the March 4th start date. Kirk Beto runs the hotline newsletter and manages the campaign team of reporters, producers, and correspondents at National Journal. He joined us earlier to talk about the newest legal request. These sort of filings from Jack Smith and counter filings and appeals from the Trump team are going to really define 2024 for the entire election cycle. Jet Smith's request to expedite some of Trump's appeals are likely going to end up delaying that March 4th start date. That's playing right into Trump's hands because he wants to try and run out the clock as close as possible to the election. Now, for this current filing here that we had, I mean, this is going right to the core of Trump's political messaging on this case right now. His whole message of they're not after me, they're after you, and I'm just standing in the way plays into his defense that this is a conspiracy theory, that this is a sort of deep state operation against him led by the Biden administration. Jack Smith today in his filing called up that these sort of comments basically tainting the jury pool and that it's irrelevant evidence. What does Trump do in response to it today? He goes on the attack against Jack Smith and says that he's Biden's errand boy. So this is going to be a pretty contentious filing right now and one that could have huge effects on Trump's ability to defend himself or even talk about his legal case while he hits the campaign trail as he's sitting in the courtroom simultaneously next year. Speaking of those Trump comments on the campaign trail, he's also facing criticism for repeatedly harnessing rhetoric that was once used by Adolf Hitler to argue that immigrants entering the U.S. illegally are, quote, poisoning the blood of our country. But Trump insists he actually had no idea Hitler used similar words. It is a tactic that we've seen before from this former president. It is. He frequently toes the line, if not goes all the way over it. Now, the real question is not so much whether Trump is going to regulate those comments, because we've seen time and time again over the last nearly decade now of Trump in the political scene that he's incapable of doing that. What I'm really interested in is if any of his GOP opponents who are competing with him in the primary start to really hold him account. When they're asked about it, the two kind of second-place Front runners right now, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, are kind of demurring on really holding him to task for this pretty inflammatory rhetoric that we haven't really seen since, you know, the 1960s or something like that. 
Instead, what you hear from a lot of people on the campaign trails from folks like Chris Christie or Asa Hutchinson who are really taking the task for this, but when they're polling in the low single digits, the tree falls on a forest doesn't make any sound. If you're trying to hold Trump account and you don't really have an audience in the GOP, are you really making a sound right now? Is Donald Trump in as strong a position as those recent polls would show? He's in a very strong position right now nationally, but as you know, the uh, election is not decided by national votes by the states. New Hampshire, I think, is the one to watch. Trump is probably going to clean up in Iowa on January 15th, but in New Hampshire about a week later, Nikki Haley's gaining on him in recent polls, and that's going to be the race to watch here in January when uh, we all start tuning back in. That's Kirk Bado running the hotline newsletter, managing the campaign team at National Journal. Top stories on WTOP. Again, Donald Trump here. The Michigan Supreme Court decides that Trump can stay on the ballot. The final amount of U.S. financial support for Ukraine goes out the door. The White House demands Congress pass more aid for that nation and for Israel. Meantime, Ukraine is telling CNN tonight it's got to back off on its attacks on Russia because it's running out of ammunition. Secretary of State Tony Blinken meets with Mexico's president as southern border crossings reach record numbers. Keep it here for full details. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Time to get back to Carlos Ramirez in the traffic center. Thanks so much, Dimitri. Watching a suspicious-looking delay on the inner loop of the Beltway. Might be a crash there as you make way past Old Georgetown Road on your approach towards 355 and the 270 split. So be careful through there. Between the Beltways, 95 and the BW Parkway looking all right. The earlier crash that we were dealing with on the northbound ramp from DC 295 onto the BW Parkway has cleared, though it sounds like you may still have some activity over on the right shoulder, so just be careful in case that is the case. Interloop of the Beltway, not much has changed in the last few minutes. It was a very active scene when it first happened. All lanes were blocked for a good while at Pennsylvania Avenue. As of now, two lanes get by on the left-hand side of the roadway, again, right before Pennsylvania, with delays back towards Ritchie Marlboro Road, and and uh, some real, real delays. Folks are very uh, running very slowly through there. Westbound side of 50, soon after Davidsonville Road. They are still working that accident scene. I see the delays, but unclear how many lanes might be affected. Just be ready. Once you get past 424, you may find some crash activity. Finally, Defense Highway 450 completely shut down. First, the flooding between Pebble Brook Court and Huntwood Drive. Now, there are a few neighborhoods in that area, so make sure you communicate with any uh, first responders that are on the scene. They'll get you where you need to go. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Next, we're going to Veronica Johnson. She is 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. A mess on area roads today with moderate rainfall and fog. We picked up a half to about one inch of rain, and temperatures today were in the low to mid-50s. So big improvements coming our way for Thursday. This evening here, as the rain eases and ends for the most part, our temperatures will drop off to the mid-40s to around 50 degrees. There could be some patchy fog for the overnight. We'll see temperatures tomorrow top out in the upper 50s with peaks of sunshine and there may be a stray shower around the area otherwise a few light scattered showers back on friday and cooler with a high temperature around 50 degrees we'll see saturday and sunday just shy of 50 degrees with mostly sunny skies seven news chief meteorologist veronica johnson in the first alert weather center still some rain in far southeastern prince george's county and most of anne arundel county at least the southern half of anne arundel county getting some rain. Certainly a lot of rain along the uh, BW Parkway and uh, 95 northeast of Baltimore, especially as you move up toward Wilmington and eventually Philadelphia. Plenty of rain in that part of the listening area. Reagan National, 53. BWI Marshall, 53. And Dulles, 52 degrees. Some of us could be down to the 40s overnight. Great to have you here on WTOP. And still ahead this evening, Capitol Police making an arrest just outside the Capitol complex, a young man with both a knife and a machete, according to authorities. We'll find out more coming up. 
If you think you have a problem with your roof, don't climb on top of it to take a look. It's dangerous, and if you're like me, you won't know what you're looking at anyway. That's why you need a roof expert, one you know you can trust. Hi, it's Chris Core. I trust Roofmasters. I have for 20 years. I know the owner personally, and I've seen the quality of his work on my own home. His prices are always very fair. In fact, he encourages you always to get three estimates for any roofing work. But just make sure one of the three is from Roofmasters. How honest is that? Look, there are a lot of roofing companies out there, big, small, national, and local, and it can get overwhelming. But it doesn't have to be. When you need quality roofing at a fair price, write this name down, Roofmasters. Their phone is 301-230-ROOF, 301-230-ROOF, online at Roofmasters.com. And always remember, with Roofmasters, the proof is in the roof. 301-230-ROOF. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. This is WTOP News. Now 1022, a man from Riverdale, Maryland, is now charged with groping at least 10 women as he rode past them on a bicycle near D.C.'s DuPont Circle and the West End. Investigators say it's happened over the past year and a half downtown. 46-year-old Daniel Grobe was arrested two days before Christmas. Police say the attack started in June of last year. They continued to happen until this past November. There's no answer when reporters tried to reach this man's attorney. A man carrying a machete and a knife on the east front of the U.S. Capitol was arrested by Capitol Police. The department says an officer saw 23-year-old Jose Marquez pacing back and forth and then he sat down on a ledge on the east side of the Capitol building. This was 4.15 yesterday afternoon. The officer approached after witnessing what police call strange behavior. And after speaking with Marquez for several minutes, he noticed that he had a brick in his pocket. He tossed the brick aside but also pulled out a knife, placing it on the ledge. The officer called for backup and then took that knife. It's at that point the officer noticed the handle of a machete under Marquez's clothing. That's when the man was arrested at gunpoint. Police say it's not yet clear what Marquez was doing in D.C. There's no evidence at the moment that he was trying to target a member of Congress. 1024. Ever wonder what happens to the Rockefeller Christmas tree after the holidays? Unlike all the trees that you see dragged to the curb, which are usually turned into mulch, the Rockefeller giant tree becomes somebody's house, essentially. When it's taken down January 13th, wood is milled and donated to Habitat for Humanity. It's why the tree is almost always a Norway spruce, which we're told is great for cabinets and flooring and furniture. Well, somebody could buy a whole lot of furniture and a whole lot of houses tonight if they win the Powerball. The jackpot has now climbed to an estimated $700 million after nobody won on Christmas Day. The next drawing is coming up next hour at 11. If you were to win and pick the lump sum cash payment, you'd take home about $352 million before taxes. The last time somebody won the Powerball jackpot was all the way back on October 11th. So nice to have your company tonight on WTOP 1025. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. 